In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. How many times have you found yourself saying something like this? Wow, I, I never realized how many whatever. When Valerie and I moved out to South Dakota for a few years, we uh, were looking around and we said, wow, I never realized how many trees there are in Illinois. Right? We just hadn't noticed. But when they're gone, you notice. We often don't notice things. We're oblivious to them. Maybe you get eyeglasses. This has happened to some people. They've told me they get eyeglasses and they start looking around. Wow, I didn't realize how many people wore glasses and contacts. We were oblivious. You buy a blue Ford Focus and all of a sudden everybody's driving a blue Ford Focus. Where did all these come from? I'm sure you've had things like this happen. You decide to cut down on sugar and you start looking at the nutritional labels on all the food you eat, and you say, wow, I didn't realize they put sugar in like everything that I eat, right? Many things go unnoticed, and one of those things that often goes unnoticed by us is the devil. Christians like you and me, we need this first Sunday in Lent, we, we need this continual like instruction and training and encouraging so that will keep seeing the devil's work. We, we need to see it. And we need to more and more say, wow, I, I didn't realize how hard he is attacking me. I, I didn't realize how many times he's tempting me, he's shooting his arrows at me. I, I didn't realize how many parts of my life are actually spiritual battles with the devil. That's what this Sunday is to do. It's, it's a Sunday to get you to notice and realize, to look around and say, I didn't realize how hard the devil is working against me. Because if you notice him working, then you can shut him down. Because you have everything you need to defeat him, to tell him to take a hike. You have Christ who's taken away his ultimate power, and you have the word of God and prayer, which are weapons to drive him away. So, we got to notice him working so that we can send him packing. All right. You may not always realize this, but once you're, um, once you're baptized, now you're on the enemy side in the, in the devil's way of thinking. Okay? You're, you're now marked. So if you're baptized, you're an enemy. And he puts his tracers on you. Okay? It's like when you realize, wow, I didn't realize that Google is following me around everywhere I'm going. Well, yeah, that's kind of like the devil, okay? I didn't realize that the devil is tracking me everywhere I'm going because I'm baptized into Christ. And he wants to take every opportunity he can to turn me away from Jesus. So that's where our reading today starts, right after Jesus is baptized. And you should realize, oh, just like happened to Jesus, he's baptized and the devil goes after him, that's you too. Once you're baptized, you're the enemy. The devil's coming after you, okay? Now, Jesus is taking his stand with us on our side. And that gives us great comfort and hope, okay? Matthew 4, 1, Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So Jesus is on our side. Now, you might notice very correctly, why does it say, verse 1, the Spirit led him to be tempted? 
Well, that's kind of confusing. Does God actually lead us into temptation? I thought we said in the Lord's Prayer all the time, lead us not into temptation, right? Well, remember, all of this really is getting to that question that we ask a lot, why is God allowing this to happen? And yes, it's true, God did actually, in point of fact, allow Jesus to be led into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. He did that for you and me, for our good, so that Jesus could show us how to defeat the devil. But now, to take it to, your, to you guys, yes, don't, don't be confused about this. God does allow you to be tempted by the devil. Because what's the alternative? That God's not in control? No, of course God is in control. He allows temptations to come. Now, He Himself does not tempt you. God doesn't tempt anyone. But He allows suffering and discipline and temptation because He loves you. He wants to strengthen your soul. So, what's my proof? Well, He allowed Job to be tempted, right? He allowed David to be tempted. And He strengthened them through those temptations. Now, here's your promise. And I would really tell you to hold on to this promise. God may allow you to be tempted, but here's 1 Corinthians 10. No temptation has overtaken you that isn't common to man. God is faithful, and He won't let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, He'll also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So yes, God will allow you to be tempted. However, Jesus is tempted in every way we are yet without sin. So we always have our way of escape. That's Hebrews 4.15. Tempted in every way we are. And God promises that whenever we're, we're tempted, He will not leave us or forsake us, but He will provide the way of escape, give us strong weapons against the devil. Okay? Now, next. Why into the wilderness, led up by the Spirit into the wilderness? Well, take note, Christians, take note of this. The devil will often work the best on you when you're alone. And if you don't know this, please make note of it. He will go after you the hardest when you're alone, when you're, quote, in the wilderness. Okay? So maybe it's at night. Maybe you've noticed this at night when you're in bed. The devil might really work hard on you, getting you to fret or worry or get angry. Maybe it's when you're alone in your room on your phone or your computer and the devil attacks with fury. No Christian should go alone. We've got to be together, the family of God, supporting and, and encouraging one, one another, bearing each other's burdens. We've got to be here together in the divine service, but also outside of the divine service, watching, caring, praying for one another. All right, next verse. He's fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. That's verse 2. Now, <laughs> here's another time for you to notice how the devil works. Okay? He waits for the opportune time with us. You'll often say, wow, I didn't realize that all along the devil has been working on me. Okay? He's often working on you, waiting for that opportune time to strike He'll work behind the scenes for a long time, waiting till you're weak and vulnerable and he can attack. Now, Jesus had fasted for 40 days. How hungry do you think he was? Now, first of all, I should say, how did he even do that? Don't get any crazy ideas of fasting for 40 days. I mean, 
He did this because he was the Son of God. But at the end of the 40 days, he, his humanity is showing he is hungry. 40 days, I mean, come on, 40 days. His stomach has got to be just, you know, growling bitterly. He's got to be feeling his stomach just twisting and turning in knots, wanting desperately to be fed. And here comes the devil, right? The opportune time. He makes the suggestion, why don't you turn these rocks into bread? Which Jesus could easily do. But Jesus says, no. Man lives by God's Word. God takes care of him. Now, I I want to stop for a minute and notice about this being hungry, because that is a big thing about us. God is the answer to our hunger, to every hunger that we have. Every time you think you are so hungry and you just cannot live without something, the truth is what you really can't live without is God. And that's what He wants you to know. So let me give you some examples. Are you just so hungry for a vacation? You've got to have a vacation. You just can't. Work is so stressful. You can't do it anymore. Okay, yeah, sure, you can take a vacation, and that's good. But it's really God Himself that you're hungering for. It's the rest that He gives in Christ that will actually satisfy you because a vacation isn't going to last. God does. Or maybe you're so hungry for food. Maybe you're so hungry for sweets. I've got to have some sugar. I've got to have a dessert. Okay, sure, you can go have a cookie. That's all good. But it's really God Himself that you're hungering for that really satisfies us. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to Me shall not hunger. All of the things we hunger for, they're really just signs that we're hungering for God Himself. Now, let's be careful. Are you hungry for money, for power, for sex, for pleasure, for gambling? Well, now we've got another story. Now the devil is making an outright assault on you. Okay? And it's not okay to feed those hungers. Now you're being led into sin. And you better stop with Jesus and say, no, man lives by bread or by the word of God alone. All of your hungers are answered by God. Listen to Psalm 107.9. For He satisfies the longing soul, the hungry soul He fills with good things. Okay, next. Notice another thing about temptation. If you've never heard this before, it's very helpful. Um, Temptation will often have three stages to it. There's the suggestion. The devil makes a suggestion to you. Hey, what about hey, why not turn these stones into bread? And then comes number two, the desire. We start to desire it. Oh, I really am hungry. I would like to eat. And then finally comes the consent. Okay, The consent where we give in to the devil's temptation. Now Jesus, of course, as we should do, cuts him off. Says, no, I don't need these things. and I'm not going to desire and consent to them. But we, of course, we have to work against this. Okay? You can't stop the devil from making the suggestions just like you can't, you know, none of us today can get away from advertising. There's no way you're going to get away from advertisements. There's no way you're going to get away from the devil's suggestions. But you can choose not to listen to them, not to desire them, not to consent to them because you have the power of the Holy Spirit. You have the Spirit of Christ Himself. You can say no, no to that suggestion, no to consenting to it. And that's where the battle is really fought for us as Christians all the time. 
And now then comes our victory. All right, so far I've told you a bunch of things. I've told you, you can't stop the devil making suggestions to you, and that's true. And I've told you, you can't stop all those feelings of hunger. That's true. You're going to hunger for a lot of things. And even I've told you, the Lord himself will often allow temptations and suffering to come to you. Yes, that's true. And I've told you, you really need to look around and take notice. Wow, I've never realized how hard the devil is fighting against me. But when you put all of those things together, then you can say, but... I have a champion, my Savior Jesus Christ. He has not only taken away the devil's power over me, but he shows me the way to get rid of the devil with God's word and prayer. So I'll take an image out of that hymn we just sang, The Tree of Life. You you, you know the story that's telling us. The devil overcame... Adam and Eve by a tree, by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So Satan made the suggestion, didn't he? Oh, how come? You know, why don't you eat the food? It'll be good. It'll make you wise like God. So he made the suggestion. God allowed the temptation. Adam and Eve desired it. They consented to it. They were hungry for it and decided to find satisfaction in somewhere else than God. But God, has answered with another tree. The tree of Jesus' cross. And I'm just going to read it to you. We just sang it, but sometimes when you're singing it, you don't have the time to totally take it in. Verse 4, Now, from that tree of Jesus' shame flows life eternal in His name. For all who trust and will believe, salvation's living fruit receive. And of this fruit, so pure and sweet, the Lord invites the world to eat, to find within this cross of wood the tree of life with every good. So the devil's going to come to you this week. He's going to make his suggestions, and you're going to find yourself hungry, but you're going to say to him, these are the words of Jesus in John 4.32. He says, I have food to eat that you don't know about. I have food to eat, devil, from the cross and tree of Jesus that you don't know about. Food that satisfies me. Food that fills my every need. The food of forgiveness and peace and joy and love. Food that truly satisfies. Food here in the Lord's Supper, the body and blood of Christ, which fills us with the fruit of Jesus' cross. Wow, I I didn't realize how often the devil is attacking me. Maybe that other day when you were sick and you're feeling like all was lost, he was attacking your soul. Or maybe that time when you thought nobody cared about you at all, you were all alone, that was the devil. That was him. That was his lies. Or all those times that you think you're worthless and you don't, do an, ever, you don't ever do anything right, that's the devil treating you as his punching bag. Those times you've given in to sins that you know you shouldn't do. You didn't even want to do them. That was the devil shooting his bullets at you. The times you have thoughts that God doesn't love you, He can't forgive you. That's the devil lying. The times you're hungry for power and money and pleasure, that's the devil. But wow, I have a strong tower to run to and be safe. Wow, I have a powerful Savior, Jesus Christ, 
who wants to give me every good thing that He earned on the cross. I have powerful weapons, the Word of God in prayer, that I can arm myself against the devil. And I can stand with Jesus and shout, Be gone, Satan! For you shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only shall you serve. And then, wow, God will send His holy angels to minister to us, as we so often ask Him to. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. So, yes, look around. The devil is attacking you hard. But wow, we have on our side all the answers that we need in Jesus. The peace of God which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.